Om Sai Ram A warm welcome to all the listeners on this beautiful Thursday Sadguru is like a shepherd and we are all his flock Just like the shepherd feeds loves and protects his sheep at all times and sometimes he also holds a staff to prevent the flock from going astray Sadguru too guides loves and protects his devotees not only in this life but in all the lifetimes and even beyond Sai Baba too had his unique way of drawing his sparrows for a flock of sheep toward dwarka mai initially he was anonymous but in the later years that is from the year 1900 to 1918 many of his sparrows were scattered all over the world these were the disciples over innumerable lifetimes they were all drawn towards him at shirdi they came not only from nook and corners of our country but from every corner of this world in today's chapter number 29 the author sri govind ragunath dabolkar alias himadpant narrates the tale of three such devotees namely lakhimchand a lady from baranpur and megha who were drawn towards him in shirdi Before we begin I prostrate unto the lotus feet of Lord Ganesha the lord of wisdom and goddess Saraswati the goddess of knowledge I pay my obeisance to my Kuladevata Bhavani Shankar Nagesh Maharudra and goddess Mahalakshmi my maternal deities Sri Devki Krishna Ravanath Sri Ramnath and goddess Satari I pay my respects to my Sadguru Sainath Maharaj of Shirdi my parents and my grandparents last but not the least i pay my respects to you all my viewers let us begin chapter 29 preliminary sai is not finite or limited it dwells in all beings from ants and insects to the god brahma he pervades all Sai was well versed in all knowledge of Vedas as well as in the science of self realization as he was proficient in both these he was well fitted to be the satguru anyone though learned but not able to awaken the disciples and establish them in the self realization does not deserve to be called as satguru generally the father gives birth to the body and death invariably follows life but sadguru does away with both life and death and so he is more kind and merciful than anybody sai baba often said that he let his men or devotee be at any distance a thousand kos away from him he will be drawn to shirdi like a sparrow with a thread tied to its feet this chapter describes the story of three such sparrows Lala Lakhimchand This gentleman was first serving in the railways and afterwards in Sri Venkateshwar Press in Bombay and thereafter in a firm of Messrs and Raleigh Brothers as a munshi or clerk 
he got the contact of baba in 1910 one or two months before the christmas he saw in his dream at santa cruz a suburb of bombay an old man with a beard standing and surrounded by his bhaktas some days later he went to the house of his friend mr dattatreya manjunath bijur to hear the kirtan by das ganu it was always the practice of das ganu to keep baba's picture in front of the audience while making the kirtan lakhimchand was surprised to see that the features of the old man he saw in his dream tallied exactly with those in the picture and thus he came to the conclusion that the old man he saw in his dream was sai baba himself the sight of this picture das ganu's kirtan and the life of the saint tukaram on which das ganu discoursed all these things made a deep impression on his mind and he pinned to go to shirdi it is always the experience of the bhaktas that god always helps them in their search for sadguru and other spiritual endeavors that very night at 8 pm a friend named shankar rao knocked at his door and asked him whether he would accompany him to shirdi his joy knew no bounds and he at once decided to go to shirdi he borrowed rupees 15 from his cousin and after making due preparations he left for shirdi in the train he and his friend shankar rao did some bhajan and inquired about sai baba with some fellow passengers four mohammedans were returning to their place near shirdi they all told him that sai baba was a great saint living in shirdi for many years then when they reached kopargaon he wanted to buy some good guavas for offering to baba but he was so much uh, enraptured with the scenery and the sights there that he forgot to purchase them when they were nearing shirdi he was reminded of the guavas just then he saw an old woman with a guava basket on her head running after the tanga the tanga was stopped and he gladly purchased some selected fruits when the woman said take all the rest and offer them on my behalf to baba the facts that he had intended to purchase guavas but that he had forgotten to do so the old old woman's encounter and her devotion to baba all these were a surprise to both the friends and lakimchand thought in his mind that the old woman might be some relation of the old man he saw in his dream then they drove on and they came near shirdi and seeing the flags on the masjid they saluted them with puja materials in hand they then went to masjid and worshiped baba with due formality lakhimchand was much moved and was extremely happy to see baba he was enraptured with baba's feet as a bee with a sweet smelling lotus then baba spoke as follows cunning fellows he does bhajan on the way and enquires from others why ask others everything we should see with our own eyes where is the necessity to question others just think for yourself whether your dream is true or not where was the necessity of the darshan by taking a loan from marwari is the heart's desire now satisfied hearing these words 
Lakhimchand was wonderstruck at Baba's omniscience. He was at loss to know how Baba came to know about all the things that had happened en route from his house to Shirdi. The chief thing to note in this respect is that Baba never liked people to run into debt by taking his darshan uh, for taking his darshan or celebrating any holiday or making any pilgrimage. Next we move upon a story of Sanza. At noon when Lakhimchand was sitting for meals he got some sanza which is nothing but a wheat pudding preparation wheat uh, wheat pudding preparation that's uh, prepared in parts of Maharashtra and Goa. So he got some sanza from a devotee as a prasad. Now he was pleased to have it. Next day also he expected it but he got nothing. So he was anxious to get it again. Then on the third day at the noon arti time Bapu Sahib Jog asked Baba what nevedya he should bring. Baba told him to bring sanza. Then the bhaktas brought two big potfuls of sanza. Lakhimchand was very hungry and there was some pain in his back. Then Baba said to him, "It is good that you are hungry." take sanza and some medicines for the pain in the back he was again wonderstruck to see that baba again read his mind and spoke out what was passing therein how omniscient he was he will i on this occasion he once witnessed one night the procession to the chaudi baba then suffered much from cough and he thought that this suffering of baba must be due to somebody's evil eye next morning when he went to masjid baba spoke to shama as follows i suffered last night from cough is it due to some evil eye i think that somebody's evil eye has worked on me and so i am suffering in this case baba spoke out what was passing in lakhimchand's mind On seeing these proofs of Baba's omniscience and kindness to his bhaktas, Lakhimchand fell prostrate at Baba's feet and said, "I am much pleased with your darshan. Ever be kind and merciful to me, and protect me always. There is no god to me in this world except your feet. Let my mind be ever wrapped in your bhajan and feet. Let your grace protect me." from the miseries of this world and let me ever chant your name and be happy after getting baba's udi and blessing he returned home with his friend much pleased and contented and seeing baba's glory on the way he remained a staunch devotee of baba afterwards and always sent garlands of flowers camphor and dakshina with any person of his acquaintance bound for shirdi So this was the tale of the first sparrow Lakhimchand. Let us move on to the story of the second sparrow who was none other than a lady a simple lady from a place called as Burhanpur. So let us now turn to another sparrow. One lady in Burhanpur saw in her dream Sai Baba coming to her door and begging for khichdi. Khichdi is a rice cooked with dal and salt. Now for some for his meals. Now on awakening, she saw nobody at her door. However, she was pleased with the vision and told it 
to all including her husband husband was employed in the postal department and when he was transferred to akola both husband and wife who were devouts they decided to go to shirdi then on a suitable day they left for shirdi and after visiting gomti tirth on the way they reached shirdi and stayed there for 2 months every day they went to the masjid and performed baba's worship and passed their time happily the couple came to shirdi to offer chadvik as devedya but for the first 14 days somehow or the other it could not be offered the lady did not like this delay then on the 15th day she came at noon to the masjid with her khichdi there she found that baba and others were already sitting for meals and that the curtain was down nobody dared to enter in when the curtain was let down but the lady could not wait she threw up the curtain and with her hand and entered strange to say that baba seemed that day hungry for khichdi and wanted that thing first and when the lady came in with the dish baba was delighted and began to eat morsel after morsel of khichdi on seeing the earnestness of baba in this respect everybody was wonderstruck and those who heard the story of khichdi were convinced about his extraordinary love for his devotees let us move on to the story of the third sparrow megha megha of hiramgaon was a simple and illiterate brahmin cook of rao bahadur hv sathi he was a devotee of shiva and always chanted the five syllable mantra namas shivaya he did not knew the sandhya nor its chief mantra the gayatri rao bahadur sathi was interested in him got him taught the sandhya and gayatri sathi told him that sai baba of shirdi was the embodied form of god shiva and made him start for shirdi at the broch uh, broch railway station he learned that sai baba was a muslim and his simple and orthodox mind was much perturbed at the prospect of bowing to a muslim saint and he prayed to his master not to send him there his master however insisted on his going there and gave him a letter of introduction to his that is sathe's father in law ganesh damodar alias dada kedkar at shirdi to introduce him to sai baba when he reached shirdi and went to the masjid baba was very indignant and would not allow him to enter kick out the rascal roared baba and then said to mega you are a high caste brahmin and i am a low muslim you will lose your caste by coming here so get away hearing these words mega began to tremble he was wondering as to how baba had come to know about what was passing in his mind he stayed there for some days serving baba in his own way but he was not convinced then he went home after that he went to trembak that is nasik district and stayed there for a year and a half then again he returned to shirdi this time at the intercession of dada kelkar he was allowed to enter the masjid and stay in shirdi sai baba's help to mega was not through any oral instruction 
he worked upon mega internally through his mind with the result that he was considerably changed and benefited then mega began to look upon sai baba as incarnation of shiva in order to worship shiva bail leaves are required and mega used to go miles and miles every day to bring them and worship his shiva that is baba his practice was to worship all the gods in the village and then come to the masjid and after saluting baba's gadi or asan he would worship baba and after doing some service like shampooing baba's legs and all he drank the washings or tirth of baba's feet once it so happened that he came to masjid without worshiping god khandoba as the door of the temple was closed baba did not accept his worship and sent him back again saying that the door was now open mega went and he found the door open so he worshiped the deity and then returned to baba as usual ganga bath on one makar sankranti day that is a harvest festival which is celebrated on january 14th every year mega wanted to besmear the body of baba with sandalwood paste and bath him with ganga water baba was first unwilling to undergo this operation but at his repeated request he consented mega had to traverse a distance of 8 koos going and returning to bring the sacred waters from gomti river he brought the water made all preparations for the bath at noon and asked baba to get ready for the same then baba again asked him to be freed from his bath saying that as a fakir he had nothing to do or gain with ganga water but mega did not listen he knew that shiva is pleased with a bath of ganga water and that he must give his shiva that is baba that bath on this auspicious day baba then consented came down and sat on a part which is wooden board and protruding his head said o mega do at least this favor head is the most important organ of the body so pour the water over that only it is equivalent to full or whole bath all right said mega and lifting the water pot up began to pour it on the head but in doing this he was so much overwhelmed with love that he cried out har har gange and emptied the pot on the whole body he kept the pot aside and began to look at baba but to his surprise and amazement he found that baba's head was only drenched but the body was quite dry trident and pindi mega worship baba in two places one is in masjid where he worship baba in person and second in wada baba's big picture given by nana saheb chandurkar this he did for 12 months then in order to appreciate his devotion and confirm his faith baba gave him a vision early one morning when mega was still lying down on his bed with his eyes closed but internally awake he saw clearly baba's form baba knowing him to be awake 
through akshata that is rice grains marked red with cumur and said mega draw a trident and disappeared hearing baba's words he eagerly opened his eyes but he did not see baba but saw only rice grains spread here and there he then went to baba and told him about the vision and asked permission to draw trident baba said did you not hear my words asking you to draw trident it was no vision but direct order and my words are always pregnant with meaning and never hollow mega said i thought you woke me up but all the doors were closed so i thought it was a vision baba rejoiced i require no door to enter i have no form nor any extension i always live everywhere i carry on as a wire puller all the actions of the man who trust me and merges in me mega returned to the wada and drew a red trident on the wall near baba's picture next day a ramdasi bhakta from pune came and he saluted baba and offered him a pindi which is an image of shiva at this time mega also turned up there and baba said to him see shankar has come protect that is worship him now mega was surprised to see pindi following the trident immediately then also in wada kakashaib dikshit was standing with a towel on his head after having taken his bath and was remembering sai when he saw a pindi before his mental vision while he was wandering about this mega came and showed him the pindi presented to him by baba dikshit was happy to know that the pindi exactly tallied with the one he saw a few minutes before in his vision in a few days after the drawing of trident was complete baba installed the pindi near the picture which mega was worshiping The worship of Shiva was dear to Mega and by arranging the drawings of the trident and installation of Pindi Baba confirmed his faith therein After continuous service of Baba for many years doing regular worship and aarti every noon and evening Mega passed away in 1912 Then Baba passed his hands over his corpse and said This was a true duty of mine Baba also ordered that at his own expense the usual funeral dinner should be given to brahmins and this order was carried out by Kaka Saheb Dikshit Bow to Shri Sai peace be to all Om Sai Ram